Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight, we are going to discuss the topic of trust and trusting. But before we get to that, as always, we I trust the will Mayan. do the Mayan. Yes, here we go. And we've been uh, showing the audience the Mayan for Simply Eons. Mm -hmm. And today in Mayan is? Is 10 Imix. And Imix is the tribe of birth, the dragon. And it's a day for deciding what you would like to birth in your life. Yeah. So I perfected in order to nurture uh, producing being. I seal the input of birth with the planetary tone of manifestation. I'm guided by the power of universal water. Water is actually another form of love, which is very interesting. Because if water dries up, it's uh, not lost or anything like that, because it doesn't actually dry up. It just changes form, much like love. Anyhow, uh, so we're going to talk about trust. Yes. And trust is a very interesting subject. Well, last week we, we started talking about the topic of stress and how stress really does affect us in our life, and it, it shortens our lifespan. It takes a lot of quality out of life. And one thing that is absolutely true, that when you are in a state of trust, you cannot be in a state of stress. So trusting is really a good idea. Yes. And trusting that everything is actually perfect as mm -hmm. is. As a matter of fact, I, I would like to start off just all of us imagining everything in your life as being perfect right now, according to a larger divine plan, and that everything is perfect. The irritating person at work, the traffic you have to go through every day, the worry about your job, or the worry about finding a job. What if every single thing in your life was perfect right now? The perfect thing for you to have right now. Even if you hold that in your mind for just 10 seconds, it's going to change your energy field and actually help you to be able to see that more and more. So hold that in your mind for a moment. Yeah. Isn't so there a great sense of relief? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So the, um, in the working on the latest language codes thing, the idea of the uh, meta language, um, everything is language. And each I agree with that. individual human being has their own language. Mm -hmm. And I'm beginning, because of writing this and thinking about it, I'm beginning to look at my own language and a different perspective on looking at my own language. So um, in a language that we're introducing, you could say that the word future and the word trust were synonyms. In other words, it'll work out. It's never not worked out, has it? Oh, you have moments that you'd like to believe didn't work out, but they turned out to be on your side. It, the distance that it takes for anyone to figure out that this event was on my side depends actually on time, yes, that's a correct answer, but also on the, the words that you think in. And so I'm beginning to notice more and more of my own language, and since not eating sugar for a long time, I, I, sugar and diabetes are a synonym to me. It really is the truth, just the way I see it. So this idea, hmm. so sweetness has become something different now since I'm not uh, looking for a dietary supplement as far as sweetness goes, then sweetness is transmuted into an essence. So when you or when someone does something very sweet, then that's something that's nourishing to the other person. 
if uh, unless they have a whole lot of baggage and I mean come on this is the planet Earth and we've never met anyone with baggage not once ever so if you don't have quite so much baggage and someone does something sweet you are literally nourished by it form of love that you could and I do believe you could get to the point where love would be it that that would be the only form of nourishment and so which leads me to the idea of the Sun because there are people that do live on sunlight uh, years ago I heard that angels gather uh, Michael Cage did a movie uh, illustrating this that angels gather at the moment of sunrise to receive nourishment for their whole day and do a ceremony at sunset and that's the sustaining of the angelic being well there are human beings that took that on in India they do do that so I'd like to ask everyone to take the moment to uh, in a quiet place and it doesn't have to be now but let's pretend that it's now you can do this on your own at whatever time that you would like but to picture a ball of energy uh, the size of your heart and to breathe that to the point that it reaches critical mass and on this very breath this breath this breath this breath ignite your personal solar ignite your personal sun ignite it and have it be around you and radiate this form of love radiate this and people will automatically trust you because you will be worthy of it if you are coming from a solar consciousness you're coming from a very different place than most of us who are coming from um, a lack mentality coming from doubt coming from fear all of the things that keep us from our transmutation and the transmutation is coming we can fight it all we want but it's here and it's the fear doubt worry and guilt we've said this for a thousand years on the show it's the fear doubt worry and guilt that snafu your ability uh, to just recognize and convene <clears throat> the, the switch off in the matrix that allows the higher consciousness to exist in us and we deny this to ourselves on a daily basis and I'm no different than it is somebody will get me upset yes definitely let's cut them off and get in front of them and slow down that'll that'll make the world a better place won't it yes you know that that thinking right so no we're all subject to that but because of the um, what is the word for that it was released there's a we're hooked to a parallel universe that uh, kind of downloaded it was a Star Trek episode downloaded uh, irreverence that's the word and people do irreverence isn't that clever oh how irreverent it will salute you for that but he used another word besides salute but you know this concept so this idea of trusting that we are ascending we're ascending stop fighting it do the thing that your heart would ask you to do be be this person that's character integrity uh, principle that's who we really are this is the thing but this download well, of reverence it's it's a lot trickier to get to who we really are when yeah. we cannot trust and one of the biggest things that, that people usually believe about the word trust is that you're supposed to trust someone to do something or be something, and then they may not be that way. And then we're sitting here and we still have to trust and go against what we know. So let's say your spouse comes home with lipstick or shaving cream, whatever the case may be, on their collar, and we're saying, I swore that I would trust this person so I have to intellectually trust, but yet my instincts are telling me that I cannot trust this person. 
Now that is not a true definition of the word trust. Very good. To me, that definition is splitting you in half, and that's the, the point at which your intuition and your thinking diverged paths. And as long as they are on different paths, you're going to forever be at war with yourself and everyone else, by the way. Mm -hmm. Because it is what you do not trust in yourself that you ultimately do not trust in others. So if we redefine the word trust to say, like we've also said on the show for billions of years now, that you can trust people to be true to their own nature. And then you ask, what is that nature? Mm -hmm. And that's really what you're looking for when you get to know someone. Instead of having that smoke screen of the word trust and so that you don't really look and you don't let your thinking, your heart, your head, your mind, your body, everything be all in one place because you have to split it apart. And then, then your uh, instincts become suspect and then you're not really sure if those are real or if they're a fear and you're not at one with yourself. So if you say this so-and-so likes to, or this so-and-so friend of mine tends to tell everything I say to everyone else. Well then, you know their nature at this moment. You know that that's not their nature always, that they can change and grow. But at this moment, that is their nature, so I just don't share certain things that I don't want repeated to that person. But you can still have a relationship with that person. What we tend to do is get very passive aggressive when we are in the world of our intuition and our intellect being on different paths. And then we cut people out of our life. They told something I said, okay, well, instead of accepting them, and trusting them to be true to their nature, what we tend to do is say, you betrayed my trust, you're out of my life forever. And we write people off more than certain companies, executives write off their Expense trips to accounts, Aspen. Yeah. I mean, we really write people off a lot, and I think this would circumvent that whole thing. So from now on, write on people. That's right on, there we go. Where's my magic right marker? Off. Yes, write on these people, marking them sincerely. So this brings up the question, what is the nature of humanity? Which is a very good question, actually, because within everyone there is this golden heart within everyone, even the darkest creatures, the, the human beings that are Behaving in, the, in, the, yeah. in that way, yeah. in the hidden ways. Yeah, and they just incarnated to explore the other realms. So let them explore that, but they don't have to have effect in your life because you're the only one that actually has effect in your life. So if we peel back the onion, oh boy, yet another layer. You cry. Yes, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and we come to the idea that uh, uh, it is human nature to seek pleasure. That's who we are, we're pleasure seekers. And then if you're made guilty for seeking pleasure, then you become addicted to whatever that specific pleasure is, which is how uh, the baby boomers ended up smoking pot so flagrantly, but well done. And we have a call, so hi caller, what's your name please? Hi, I'm having difficulty hearing you. My name is Carol. Hi, Carol. Hi, Carol. Um, uh, yes, I've called you before, and this is a little off this current subject matter, but I would just like to ask you, uh, as far as dreams are concerned, um, I understand that the deepest sleep that we consciously go through at night is REM sleep. No, that's actually where you're closer to the surface. Um, the, the deeper states, the REM sleep, the rapid eye movement, means that you are much closer to consciousness. That's why people tend to remember dreams from there more. But okay, that's, all right. that's, that's what I'm remembering. That I, I'm assuming that was the state that I was in when I have the most vivid memories. 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. My question is this. Um, being a big dreamer, meaning uh, I find that my most vivid dreams are after I've, after I've missed several nights of sleep and I go into what I would call a deeper sleep, whether you call it REM or something else, where you're most restful, maybe closer to morning hours or whatever, that in dreaming about family members who are deceased, uh, never in my dreams is there ever a subject of death, uh, specifically the loss of my husband a few years ago. Um, it, it always is in the form of, <clears throat> excuse me, he's left or he's gone away or never that he's dead. Is that the subconscious trying to satiate maybe my grief? Well, or, or is it that in the subconscious or in the deeper world that there is no death and that it's interpreting it in an entirely different manner than I do in a waking hour? Well, I would say both of those answers are correct. Because I'm going to hang up and go in and listen Okay, to well, thank you, Carol. Thank that you. was a very good question. Yeah, well done. And and, and the truth is, we never dream for one reason. That's why I have been teaching dreams for probably 15 years now, and I've designed three college-level courses on dreams, all the way from dream symbolism to the dreaming environment to dream interpretation and then advanced dreaming techniques. And I would say that if you look at the same dream from a hundred different ways of interpreting it, you're going to get a whole entire classroom's worth of information from it. Oh, sure. And it is true. Our subconscious mind um, does participate, and we do do a lot of healing in the dream time. And yes, the answer is correct that we all still exist after we, we die, and that that's the symbolic way that you're telling yourself is that we don't really die when we die. We just change form. We just vibrate so fast that the body can't, can't vibrate with us anymore, but we're still there. We're just vibrating faster. Yeah, death from the other side. If we look at death from the other side, it's a birth. Uh, just as we um, take our time being born, we've noticed that uh, sometimes we take our time dying. Uh, same basic premise, but if you go to the other side and look, people are popping in there all the time. Yeah. Just birth, yeah. The well, uh, dreaming is a very important aspect of us. Uh, no one seems to be aware, but the subconscious mind is the place at which you access guides, angels, these other beings that work with us, ultra-dimensional beings. And uh, in the subconscious, we go on to the astral plane, which is where we can talk to people, both living and dead, and you know how you can fall asleep just totally angry at someone and wake up and everything's just fine. And that's because you met on the astral plane during the night and you exchanged what information that was to reinsert a state of peace between you and the, the said other being. There's well, a lot of that in the Dreamist book, by the way. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, so there's... Well, we'll uh, have to check that out. Um, I, it, what was funny is before Carol called, I was going to share a dream that I've oh, mentioned yeah. on the show many times because we were talking about the dark ones or uh. um, whatever that expression <clears throat> is. Mm -hmm. And I know those that have been watching for many years, you've probably heard me say this before, but um, for those that have not heard it, I had a dream called, I call the Violet Sea Dream. And in this dream, I was being taken to this, the best, highest plane of spiritual existence that one could imagine. 
and I went through airplanes way high up in the sky, and I went there, went all through modes of transportation, and I ended up on a riverboat. And I looked around, and there were mermaids and dolphins, and I was finally at this violet sea. And then I found myself in it, and you couldn't sink in it. You just floated, and it was just very lovely. And I look around, and I start saying, I think I've been tricked. I think this is the Black Sea. And at that, this little mermaid being comes over with a mason jar, which is kind of an odd symbolism. But she picks it up, and water, scoops some water up, and holds it to the light. And it was this very deep purple. And she said, all blackness is is concentrated divinity. Just shine more light on it. And it was so profound. That mm -hmm. really changed my life in yeah. my view of what dark and light is. One is just something that has not been illuminated. It's in its unmanifest state or its sure. un, un whatever yeah. state. So when we incorporate that in with the topic of being able to trust and trusting your dreams too, Carol, getting into a state, whatever happens to us, trust. And what's one of the reasons that we don't trust is we're afraid of being tricked. We're afraid of being the fool, just like I was in my dream. If we can get rid of the idea that something is wrong with us if we are tricked or fooled, mm -hmm. then we never have to not trust again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we could do a, a show on casting light into the shadows. Um, fear is very much... We do that every week. Yes, that yeah. is true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah fear is very much... Um, unawakened potential. It's really any of the darkness is, as you say. Yes, just it's simply, just all the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and if you are loving towards, we've said this forever and ever and ever, whatever it is that appears negative to you, if the devil incarnate, okay, if you go, oh, I love you. I love you so much. This was so kind of you to have tricked humanity like that because we're now far more evolved than we ever would have been sitting around in the garden. It was very kind of you to do that because we agreed to the path, irreverence notwithstanding, but still, we agreed to the path, and that is the point, that we find ourselves more aware as a direct result. Um, angels and the devil are, are all teachers. It's all teachers. It's the only thing you're ever going to run into in any incarnation is your next teacher. If we would act like that, if we would be grateful for it, we couldn't be steered out of the way by these things, and yet every day we get steered, um, you know, into a contrary state because of our uh, jumbled-up well, thought force here. Well, one of the it can be fixed. One of the things I, I talk about in the psychic development part one class is that if you look at our reality as living in a seven-story building, and that if we're on the first floor, let's say and there are certain cast of characters that appear to live on the first floor, and let's call them demons or evil things, yeah. that if you go up to the second floor, that's just someone giving you information. If you go up to the third floor, fourth floor, on and up, and then eventually those demons are really angels that have come to tell us something, but, they had, they, but our interpretation of them is down on the first floor. So if you are interpreting evil and dark and, and scary things in your life, it's just time to go up the elevator and get higher up in the building. And then everything there, it's like mm -hmm. when we're at our natural frequency, illness cannot get to us because it, we have to get down to the vibratory mm -hmm. rate of the cold in order to catch the cold. Yeah. And then there is another thing in the tarot class that I, I've done a spread that represents the characters in every story there are. 
And one of them is the antagonist, this bad guy that's in most people's stories. That if you look at that as being your greatest teacher, that sometimes it might come in the form of something that looks negative. Yeah. But our greatest teacher, all we have to do is move up here and it's, it's a conversation rather than yeah. getting laid off or Everything, something. Everything, including ourselves. Uh, we're all teachers. We're teachers teaching teachers. This is the way the whole thing works. We're all learning, we're all teaching. There is nothing that's not education. And that goes on after we die, by the way. It's not like you go, oh, you know everything now. Yeah, I was thinking of being God, but I'm going to take a few months off yeah, before I get into being God again. No, no, there's, there's, there's always more, no matter what, there's always more. I know, I more. thought when I turned 18, I'd be grown oh, yeah, up and go. I'd know everything, and then yeah. that's the end of that. And then that's it was so startling principle. to me to realize that my parents were still learning things too. And that can be very freeing from childhood pain is just to look and see your parents as being a progression of learning as well. There's a lot of uh, words in our language that uh, <coughs> prevent us. For example, the word test. There is no such thing as a test. There is such a thing as more education. But if you this tag the This is the education the word of the emergency broadcast system. If you tag the word test to your education, you'll freeze up. Yeah. Yeah. It's re uh, which is just more education, but I mean the word test is a waste of everyone's time. Could we please say that you know uh, this is not this is not a test, and and that is definitely the way to go through life. There's so many of these little uh, things that that hold us back, that what? distort our matrix, that keep us from the ascension. We're really really good at holding ourselves back from who it is we could be. Stop that right now. You are who it is you could really be. You're going to continue to be who it is. You are always going to be improving, and you are always going to find yourself capable of things you never thought were possible. There, you're capable of something that you did not think you were capable of because that's our nature. That's who we are. We're adepts. We, yeah, we are the ones who came here. We're, we're absolutely colossally amazing. If we were the least bit more awake, we would all be gods and goddesses. And if we were more awake than that, we'd be running a universe. Not that there's any stress involved. And back to stress. Okay. Okay. No, there's the idea that we are in well, charge of this whole thing. Can we act like it? Well, one of the things is, well, I was thinking, what is that Douglas Adams thing? Don't panic. Okay. That's good, just write, don't panic, everywhere around your house. Write it on your notebooks, write it on your car, write yeah, it everywhere, just don't panic. Yeah, and the police come to investigate, yeah. But, the, but also is to recognize natural cycles and natural timing of things. For instance, there is a time to be the observer, there is time to, be the, to take action, and then there is time to design. It's something I'd gotten on automatic writing years ago, being the observer, the orchestrator, or the um, participant in life. And that if you look and say, okay, this isn't my time to act, this is my time to observe, then there's a lot of peace that comes from it. So you see two coworkers having a, an issue. If you're not always acting on this subconscious program that says you have to get involved with everything just because that's uh, who you are, you're the problem solver or whatever, and you listen to really what's going on, you say, well, this, is this my time to act? In your heart, your body will always tell you what is right for you to be doing in that moment. Is this your design or is this your, your son and daughter-in-law's design? Is this their new life and their design? Or is this your design over here? 
is this a time for you to act or is this the time for you to observe? So I would say in every circumstance in your life that you feel you are being drained or there is some friction, ask yourself every time you're faced with any kind of an interaction with it. If, you, if it's your design time, your participating in action time, or if it's your observing time. And once you say it, you enter into this complete state of peace and the right path for you to walk just shows up. Yeah. I was um, looking, I had been thinking of something and then it slipped my mind, so I was distracted by what it was. Oh. And I was thinking of, which happens to us all the time, and is the truth of nature. But what we do here on the show is really truly channeling. Once we get going, there's all this information finds its way through. And then it uh, seems to be the brain that gets into the uh, well. I think in essence we're ta talking coming through. Yeah, that's true. But um, while you're remembering that, yeah, um, the, uh, this will take the rest of my well, life. Go ahead. It'll take the rest of your life. Yeah. Okay. I, you know. Well, you might want to take a, a break now. We don't have commercials, so if you want to go get a sandwich or something, because this is going to take the rest of our lives. Yeah. True. True. That was a joke. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well. The idea is everything is perfect at any given time. And start observing how it is perfect rather than finding how it is not perfect. Now, I got to say, our brain does have the propensity to look for how things are not perfect. Oh, but yeah. we can counteract that. Just make the decision. Well, again, we've taught forever. It's where you're placing your attention. The one and only thing you pay attention to in when you're incarnate is where you're sacred magic attention is placed. Mm -hmm. That is really the I, deal. That is how this whole thing occurs. And so the, um, let me find the thread again because the, uh, ah, go ahead. I, go ahead. Okay, just talk about something else. I mean, things slip your mind. Just, no, well, it's okay. not slipping well, I'll my bring, mind. I'll bring yeah. to the next thing um, that um, I thought I would bring up in this sure. idea of trust because life is about being able to trust and trust yourself because we are the ones that we're not trusting. We're not trusting us to know what's right for us. Or we're not trusting us to hear what is really in our best interest. And when we are in that state of mind, we become defensive. And remember, we're either in growth or we are in defense. We are in protection. Mm -hmm. And so, so many times people, what we call ego, egotistical thinking is really people being defensive in this misguided idea that that's going to protect us. But really, the more open and, and uh, trusting we are, the safer we are, even though there's no such word as safe because there's yeah. no such word as unsafe. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So let me show you the latest thing I've done. Here we go. Okay. Which is that, um, adaptation of the chokure. There we go. Okay. See the ball on it? There we go. This amplifies it massively, this thing. Are we doing a close-up and we can hold it like that? Like that? Okay. Well, anyhow, to hold it They're in your hand. They're getting a shot, Neville, so just hold still. Okay. It takes them a little while to move the camera. There we go. Okay. Now, this thing is, um, perhaps you can just sense it but this thing does a remarkable job. If you know the Chokurei to begin with, and you're aware and you've seen, maybe you practice um, Reiki or uh, more advanced, say, Keem, uh, whatever that is that you might do, this is an um, uh, interdimensional processing unit 
the right angle and it attracts energy. So by putting this ball on the end of it, this is the, the access to the interdimensional part. By putting the ball there, you acquire <clears throat> an enormous amount of interdimensional consciousness and you beam it straight out the coil, okay? So you could hold it in your hand like this, okay? Okay. And you will, you'll be able to feel in the center of your palm. Ironically, I feel it in that palm, but it's okay, you could get a set. <laughs> and uh, uh, it does rewrite, it does make the new you, it does make this, the possibility of your being com in command of changing the matrix you live in becomes within your hands instead of the idea of, uh, especially that somebody is going to do this for me. So the idea, one of the ideas is that life simply is, anything else is the slippery slope into less than effective. Life simply is, okay, so it is indeed your response to it. It is, your response to it dictates your life's path, your life's lessons, your happiness. Now, if you wish to, let me just change the word response to participation. Life simply is. Your participation in it determines your life's lesson, etc., etc. So if you wish to change your participation in life, you therefore change your perceptions in life. If you change your perceptions, your participation changes. So I got this at six o'clock in the morning where all of these birds suddenly decided to chirp. Why? Uh, too much coffee? They were eating coffee beans, that's it. Okay, so there's these chirping birds. I'm going, gee, really? Um, they're disturbing my sleep. And then it struck me that if I change, and this is between sleep and awake, it struck me if I changed my participation by changing my perception, I could very easily realize that it was the job of the birds to chirp, okay, and it is my job to be asleep. So I'm blaming the birds for doing their job, and I'm not blaming me for not doing my job. Follow? So this, this goes along the line of a great many little annoyances we have in life, as in, you know, people telling you things that you know, it's very valid from their point of view that's just in your way because you, you, have, you have your own perceptions, you have your own thing that you're doing. So, you know, why don't we all just do what is our job and allow everybody else to do theirs? And that would change the participation in your life by your changing your perspective. So if someone's criticizing or whatever it is and they certainly feel that's their job, well, your job is to not pay attention, not, not at all. I don't know if anybody's watched Sherlock, the new season of Sherlock. Evidently not, oh, I'm very fond of it. There's a particular uh, conundrum that's laid upon Sherlock and he wants to figure it out. And Watson hails a cab and uh, it's modern, it's 21st century Sherlock Holmes. He says, great, great grandson, okay? All right, and the Sherlock uh, grabs the cab away from Watson and says, this is my cab, you get your own cab, and Watson says, why? And Holmes says, you might speak, and slams the door shut. Okay, and that's because Holmes had to pay attention to his own thinking to figure out what the conundrum was.
Well, and that's up to him, too, to make yeah. the choice to respond by letting Watson talk and him still thinking. It's a be lame paradigm. Truly. Um, However, if someone else is talking while you're attempting to think, it doesn't, you know, it, well, it's you know, a some, truth in there also. So well, it's I more than one game, correct answer. I play a game with that, mm -hmm. actually, because we have many circuits. And I know, like, um, one thing that a game that I play is to write and talk at the same time. And I'm writing something different than I'm speaking. Mm -hmm. And it really serves to have this whole thing. And if I waited for people to leave me alone or to not talk in order for me to think, I would never think. That's what I do is I listen. And I think while I listen. And I think it's certainly possible to, to be able to well, do that. And, but I think that sometimes we were talking, well, let me just finish this. Sure. Um, I, we were talking, or I had brought up the topic of defensiveness. When we feel defensive about something, that means we're putting up shields. And it's always because we are afraid. And when people are, are uh, feeling um, defensive, now, now you're making me forget this, or you're staring at me. No, no, you're you staring must be doing that. I'm not okay. staring at you, um, I'm staring at this. Okay, why don't you just go ahead and finish what you're saying. There are certain people have design inputs. There are certain people that can accommodate one and only one input. Okay, there's some that can do two, and there's some that can do three, and that's about it for us. Those that can do three, no, seriously. Oh, I we, think they, we have a lot of input. That's my opinion. Yes, I'm, I'm okay. expressing mine as well. Okay. okay. So those that can accommodate three streams of input often appear spacey to everyone else and because they're, they're there. Oh, no, they're there. No, they're He's there. He's calling me spacey. I am not. I am <laughs> saying that this is the way this works. I'm not spacey. And that Holmes, the character Holmes, the great huge brain that was Holmes, could only hear himself. Anything else that was the slightest distraction by the way, it was Moriarty driving the cab, just in case you haven't figured that out yet, those that follow the, the modern homes. Anyhow, where was I? At, yes, that they can only follow one thing. He could only listen to his own thinking because it had to be very effective, and he had to weigh all the but things. That's, that's why you're not allowed that's to talk in a library. Fine. Because people often cannot read if that's there's someone fine, else. That's fine, as long as he is not blaming Holmes for his nature. Now, you see, if he says, this is my nature, I recognize that that's your nature, my nature is not better than your nature, and your nature is not less than my nature, then everybody really can be who they are. Naturally. Naturally. But I, I think that what we tend to do is look for an explanation. Oh, I know what I was saying, that the defensiveness is always masking a fear. And if we think someone else is causing things in our life, like the tax man or your boss or whatever, essentially what you're doing is making, get, number one, t turning over the reins of power to that person, yeah. but, you're, but you're also trying to mask a fear of yourself. Like, oh, I can't think of more than one thing at once. Maybe that's uh, Sherlock Holmes's fear, is I can't think of more than one thing at a time. I have well, to isolate myself. Um, what, in essence, it's, Respecting everybody yeah. to be who they are yes. and not turning over the reins of our life by blaming another person for our own actions. It's kind of funny. I remember one time my brother was playing Tinker Toys at least a good 10 feet away, and I was watching Porky Pig or Bugs Bunny or something, totally not focused on him at all. 
and his Tinker Toys fell down, and he gets up, and he comes over, and he punches me, and says, look what you made me do. I remember thinking, what? Yeah, I remember what? a prison story where this, uh, one of the prison movies where this woman said, well, I've been in here for 10 years. Uh, way back in my marriage, my husband would say, you would beat me up and say, you made me do that, okay? And then one day I shot him and said, you made me do that. Now, I've been in here for 10 years, and I finally figured out that he didn't make me do it. But it took her 10 years to figure that out, which I think was very interesting. It's definitely a room of consciousness that we walk through. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And we grow past it. And also, I can see Holmes's desire to have the quiet to think in. Oh, yes. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. So I don't see that that was uh, necessarily any debasement of any of the characters in the story. It was just an amusing anecdote about Holmes saying, this is my cab, get your own, because you might speak. Struck me very funny at the time. But well, yeah, interesting. I was just using it as an opportunity to explain, because yeah, things yeah. like that happen all the time. We've all heard and in, even been involved in conversations over the years where we have to feel, we have to condemn the other person in order to feel we have a right to be who we are. Yeah. Okay, that person never likes to jump on broken glass. They've got to get out of my eyes. Uh, I mean, get out of my space. Uh, blah, blah, in order to justify the fact that we don't want to walk on broken glass. We don't have to belittle someone else's choice in nature and order to feel we have permission to love our own. Yeah. It's not always an either or. It's never an either or. It's always an inclusive thing. And yeah. how is it that everybody can win? Is the, the only way life will survive, the only way we will all advance as a group of people is, mm -hmm. as, is if we always look for everybody wins and everybody is equal. Yeah, well, I've uh, feared out worrying guilt. We always talk about that. Mm -hmm. Are the methods by which we keep ourselves from being able to enter in to the advanced, where the, the molecules aren't dragging themselves across our surface of our life. You know, uh, we are more or less trained that way, but it's time for us to train ourselves in a very different way. It's entirely possible to change our participation by changing our perception. This is the whole thing. This that's, is what that's I'm what, talking about. That's what I've been talking about as well for yeah, all these yeah. years. We use mm -hmm. different words yeah. and we teach differently, but um, yeah, still, we're both saying the same thing. That's what's good about us as a team, that one or the other of us is likely to yeah. be audible. Well, <laughs> and, and it's like the bowls. By the way, we are doing a bowl event this Saturday. Oh, but yeah. when you play the B and the C note together at the same time, it creates an overtone note and it's quite lovely and it unifies the hemispheres of your brain. But you cannot get that extra note if one bowl is playing too loud or the other too soft or if there's not a non-harmony between the two. And so that's something to think about in every area of your life. Sure, there are going to be times where someone talks more, someone talks less, or someone eats more of the mashed potatoes and someone eats less. That's not what equal is. That's not what balance is. I remember my friend said that her mother used to split up food equally. Everybody got a cup of jello. But her brother was six foot two and weighed 200 pounds and could eat a horse and then got the same size portion as the two-year-old over Wait. here. <clears throat> and she thinks that that's fair and even. But it's whatever is balanced for the whole in the moment. And wait. If you eat you a horse, wait? if you eat a horse, would you then spit out the saddle and the horseshoes, I assume? 
possibly the bridle also, whatever they call the bit, if you eat a horse. I've never eaten a horse, so I don't know. Maybe you I have eaten know. a horse. You've eaten hamburgers when, in your youth. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I doubt it. Cows are much more available. You have to go out of your way to get horse. But at any rate, I'm feeling horse myself. Yeah, so this is what this program is about, the idea that you're capable of this change, that we are the ascension, we are it, this is the point. Now, even 100 years or 200 or 500 years ago, um, any of the things we've said on this show would be uh, completely so controversial as to result in us being ninjaed in the middle of the night or whatever, you know. Um, that, that it, we would have no common ground with people. You couldn't just show up. It's like if someone came here from a truly ascended human race from the future, or even where mankind is spread out to other planets and showed up here, they, their, their ideas would be unacceptable. We couldn't, you know, somebody that was truly without blame, truly without, you know, the uh, characteristics we've been talking about, lacking well, in those things, they wouldn't be visible. Well, that's true. Yeah. It's very true. It's uh, another thing I, I, I wish to communicate about the word trust, mm -hmm. since that was the topic tonight, and, and this is, again, something I've mentioned over the years, but it's very pertinent and it can be very freeing, is that we tend to exit a state of trust and be in a state of stress when we feel we are out of our own timing, when we feel that we're not on our path or that we're out of our timing. And I, years ago, uh, had recommended that spend as much time as you can while you think of it, and then you'll forget for a while, and then you can re-remember. And it's to pay attention to your thoughts, because the thoughts you're having now are going to give you a pretty good roadmap of what your next life is going to be like if you don't pay attention to these thoughts and be proactive and pro-receptive with them. Well, I noticed that whenever I approached this certain s intersection, I would start having thoughts such as, oh, the floodgates are going to open up and I'm going to be trapped at that intersection, or I have to shoot out and get over into the left lane. At any rate, I noticed those thoughts, which I never really noticed prior to that. So I was able to then do something about it. So I negated that or counteracted that by saying, my timing is always perfect. And whenever those thoughts would come into my mind, I said that. And I never had to wait at that intersection again, and I never had a moment's stress after mm -hmm. that. Now, what that is saying is if you can believe that your timing is always perfect, you don't have to get stressed out about being late. Because even if you lose your job because you were late, that is perfect. That is a perfect according to your personal divine plan that you created. Yeah, we are connected. We, our language, and even if that's just in thought, is connected to a matrix, a framework. And so virtually any thought you have affects everything there is. That's true. Every thought you have affects everything there is. And, and so if we could, we choose to get on it about choosing thoughts that um, everything loves us. I, I wrote on a phone I had a long time ago, whoever's on the other end of this line loves me. And it, it was a very pleasant phone to answer because looking at it reminded me of, um, go ahead with the duck. Sorry, I just, they were signaling. And I didn't think you saw. Uh, yeah, I didn't notice. Well, I didn't know. Yeah. 
There's David. Hi, David. Mean. Be nice. Okay, here we go. Oh, cool. I got a blank one. So it's one for us to write ourselves. And I would say this is a magic wild card for you mm -hmm. right now. So write and the I got word. Clarity. And uh, the first book that. I Thank put you. out to the very beginning of Trinity has occurred before I was consciously aware of it. And uh, I put out to meet the Trinity of angels who were um, knowing clarity and faith. And you start by meeting clarity. After clarity has worked with you for a long time, you're introduced to knowing. After knowing has worked with you for a long time, you're introduced to the third sister, faith. And faith is knowing without knowing why. Mm. As in the so sky is blue. Clarity. I don't know why the sky is blue, and yet, yeah. And yet it is, and I know it. But I don't know why, but it remains blue. Mm -hmm. uh, interesting. We that have is? our caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Edith. Hi, Edith. I'm just calling for a reading. Okay. And um, I'll shut the computer off. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, just the sound from it is all we're... Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you yeah can, I could uh, hear I could hear her fine. Yeah. All right, let's see what we got. And the first card, this little flower was once a seed who had doubt that there was any place on the earth that she could be happier, that she could take root. And when she finally let go and quit judging where she was, she flourished because it doesn't look like a likely place to, to survive and flourish. But I feel that through, through certain things that maybe we would at times call hardships, you have found who you truly are, and that's one of the reasons you came. And this card is about uh, the nothingness, the, the concentrated divinity that we were talking about earlier, the thing that has not yet manifest. And so now is a time to really make decisions. And I would recommend doing that exercise where you pay attention to your thoughts because you're going to see there's this little hang-up place in, in your thinking, like with all of us. And once you discover that, then you are the magician. You have the power to do whatever you choose with that. Now, this card is traditionally the fighting card. And what it means is when we are defensive, we put up that armor, and then people think that we're ready for a fight. And so they come at us and push our buttons. And that now, rather than the armor, now is, is calling for taking the armor down and letting, letting the love in. And if people want mm -hmm. to punch at this thin air, which is what we are when we're not resisting, then that, they'll get tired, mm -hmm. not you. Yeah, I again wanted to bring up the idea of uh, manipulation versus allowing, which seems to be the two poles we're always caught between. And if we can just allow, then we can do away with manipulation. Mm -hmm. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Did you? Cindy. Hi, what can we do for you? Uh, I'd like a reading, please. And I just want to say that I just think you and Mary are terrific. And oh, thank you so much. You've made such an impression on my life and on so many others that I know. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, very sweet of you. That feels wonderful just to hear sweet your being spirit. The key word. Thank, thank you. Thank you. That. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, I just um, there was just you know I really felt your heart energy open. As mm -hmm. you are speaking that, so it's truly uh, appreciated here. Okay, the first card we get is talking about understanding. And 
you have great counselor ability with you and it's because you can understand the bigger picture and I think understanding the bigger picture helps in starting your own business and in working for yourself that kind of thing but it's helpful in every arena because when we can see the bigger picture we can see what's right for everyone not just what's right for Bill over here or Tom over here but what's right for everybody put together which ultimately is the best for each of us now there is um, this could be talking about some big changes you have going on in your life, whether that's uh, a, a new chapter in, in certain relationships you have in your life, or whatever that may be. Um, it, it looks like you're embarking on a new thing, and just stay centered within that, because there are going to be some changes coming. And it's always for the better. It always is. Sometimes we see it, sometimes we don't. But I think you're going to see that this is for the better. and. And it's uh, time for becoming who you really are. You don't have to acquiesce and, and be led around, and you don't have to fight and roar against it, that you're now at the place where you're playing your flute to your own tune, to your own story. And it's uh, really a very sweet time. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, excellent. Um, if we have a moment between calls, I just wanted to announce that I'm doing the palmistry class this weekend also. It's just Saturday afternoon, if anyone would like to participate. Well, the in it. the nature of the palmistry class you're doing is for those that have maybe taken a class. Yeah, but it'll be continuous. So. Yeah, um, where the prints, we're learning how to read prints. So even if yeah. you've taken a class from Neville, you'd find this one interesting. Yeah, very. And I'm much. starting psychic development part one on Monday evenings and the tarot practicum on Sundays. Excellent. If anyone is interested, and you're also mm. doing galactic history later in the yeah, month. Yeah, later in the month. And we we know. So we have our. And oh, we, we have bowls Saturday night and the bowls. new moon later in the month and They're it's all on bold the website. Bold bowls. Bold bowls. Bold bowls. Bold bowls. Bold bold bowls. You remember I him? He was a clown in uh, was it uh, Big Apple Circus, I think? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's true. Okay. Right. So the idea of trust, if we could replace stress with trust and well, we maybe, certainly can. Maybe even a mantra as you fall asleep. Falling asleep at night is a really good time and a great opportunity to do some self-hypnosis because all hypnosis is, is when you're in that state of mind before you fall asleep where your mind is still alert but you're, fo you're taking your focus from the external world and focusing it on the internal world that is a great time to program your subconscious because you're in direct dialogue with it and so that is the time of day or night that I would say to myself, I love and accept myself unconditionally during periods of time in my life where mm -hmm. that was what I absolutely had, uh, that what that was right for me then. Mm -hmm. But saying I trust myself unconditionally all the time is a good one to say as you go to bed because so much of our worry is based on not trusting ourselves. So much of this protection and isolation is because we do not trust ourselves and we think that we could be a fool or that some man is going to take advantage of us or somebody's going to make us look mm -hmm. stupid in front of someone. So if you say, I trust myself mm -hmm. and even, a, even my perceived flaws. Yeah, and in trusting yourself, you become more advanced in your consciousness. And as you become more advanced in your consciousness, you become um, attractive to the greater concepts they come to you, the greater concepts of thinking. And this is so effortless. And people, oh, I have to ascend. That means, well, I have to at least start working out again. I better stop watching TV and all my other lascivious habits. 
And no, no, no. They just go away. It's, there's nothing you have to do with any of this stuff. It just becomes, you become lighter and lighter. The food you eat starts to become lighter and lighter. Everything about you becomes lighter. And it's just saying, I choose this. That's, it's really not more complex than that. On this program, we're going over every square inch of nuts and bolts involved in the process. And that's the way I've done it. As soon as I can find a book that's uh, going to show me something I don't know, I have to sit there and go over the book till I can incorporate it in my thinking. And it, it's really, it, you come to the conclusion, all you really have to do is say, I choose to be more ascended. And the process just kicks in. That's really all there is to it. Ask and you shall receive. And yeah. it's really a true truism. Yeah. None of this is laborious. Uh, I personally enjoy the labor, but it's just uh, not necessary. You well, know, it uh, it's, doesn't it's have to certain be. states of evolution. It's like mm -hmm. it does not have to be hard. We do not have to be in pain to learn. And that's something we learn by being in pain. And then we say, hey, I don't need this anymore. I learned this that, is not necessary. Hurt. As long as it hurt, then you're human. And we're doing it right, yes. That's Cancel how we know. that. That's a joke. Yeah, I know it's not it real. Is, yeah. Cancel universe. <laughs> yeah, but no. So this program's been around for a long time. This is our 630th show in this studio, and we've done this in other studios. So we're much closer up to 1,000 yeah. broadcasts that we've done. And they've all been along the same thing, which is that you are becoming ascended, and here's why. Here's We've how. been teaching all these, this stuff long before. Uh, now there are thousands of shows doing the same kind of thing. Uh, we still bring it down to home and how you can change this in your everyday life. Like we take these principles and help you to apply it to your life. But there uh, are thousands of shows. And there was once upon a time where there was maybe us we and were another at, one. No, there was a long time where we were it. There was no other show, period that did anything well, about some, some causing the audience to become conscious. Some man called me one time and said that we have produced more television except and for news shows. In Seinfeld. Huh? Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know. You keep... What I'm about sorry, Seinfeld? I'm sorry. I was just talking. Oh. That we've done more episodes <laughs> than Seinfeld. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. But one time a guy called me who has, is some media research person and said that apart from one other show, we have pr produced more television than anyone, ex in a, and by far in the metaphysical vein oh, yeah. of things. But uh, we were the first one, one of the first ones to be on podcasting, mm -hmm. uh, first one to be online of any TV show, even networks. Mm -hmm. We had our show up online even before then. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting to see how everything evolves. Yeah. yeah. Now it's very easy to do, well, and it's we're great. Naturally occurring it leaders. It does work that way, yeah. Well, I mean... So we're, we're about to be at uh, Ruby Roll the R, Ruby Tuesdays. Hmm. Rubies? Rubies. <coughs> Fairfax Circle. Yes, that's the way a cat's pronounce it. It's a cat's, I think. Can you guys roll your tongue? Make a straw out of it? <laughs> Remember when we were kids, we'd run around, can you do that? Like it was some big magic trick. I broke trick. my tongue doing that. Yes, there we yes. go. But it was our joy and honor to take you yeah. to the door. And I am in the process of redesigning the website. Yes, excellent. And um, I am looking for that to be complete in the not too distant future. But Wonderful. go ahead and have a look at it as, it, as it is now. I spent years on that one. Mm -hmm. And there and is a lot cards. of information there. And I have 
several decks of cards up, and I'm go going to be posting a lot more decks that I've created, too. Mm -hmm. It's our joy and honor to take you to the door. Yeah. And I've been doing artwork again, which will eventually and be up there as well. No, it doesn't matter. Excellent. Music. Well, maybe it's still recording us. So, <laughs> do, 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 do. get some sleep.